This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just feel like every girl has like an inner slut. Your man's going to put that inside me, telling her how good it feels while she can't have it, keeping her a little bit denied. I love to throw in a power dynamic when it comes to a three-way. I never did two guys at once, but it was always a hot fantasy of mine. Just you and a stranger that you picked up on Craigslist like back in the day. If you're doing something like really naughty and kinky, I used to fantasize when I was fucking my beauty call guy that his friend would come over and fuck me. There's been this guy that I met a while back mm-hmm. and he showed up with his silky basketball shorts on mm-hmm. with no underwear. And I could, see, oh my his goodness. Dick, I could <laughs> see his dick print. I had an affair with my dad's business partner. In real life? In real life. But wait, was it a fantasy before? Were you thinking about this fucking guy? Or we're just talking reality here? I was his babysitter. What do you mean you were his babysitter? Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Happy Saturday. Oh, this is going to be a good one, you guys. You're going to want to sit back and listen with someone. I say listen with your partner because today I have one of my favorite podcasting females. Well, actually, no, I don't want to say one of, I have my favorite podcasting female (laughs) on today, Kathy Kay from Strictly Anonymous. Hi. Welcome back. I'm super excited about today's topic. I feel like we're going to be really getting into, I don't know, just the heart of female fantasies. I would love to know what your top three go-to are right now, because I know that it changes. Yes. And then I'll share mine. And then This is just kind of, I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to benefit because they need to be discussing fantasies with their partners. And it's so easy to do. And I think women are way more devious than we get credit for and way more just, we have a lot of sexual debauchery going on that doesn't get put out there like men's fantasies. I feel like they get put on blast, but let's put ours on blast. And, and, you know, we got to represent for the women here. Yeah, women definitely do have fantasies. I believe that for sure. I mean, look at just the way I just feel like every girl has like an inner slut because of, I mean, you know, years ago, it used to be like, just look at the way women dress on Halloween. Okay, that's like their secret fantasy right there. It's a slutty everything. Nowadays, girls just dress like sluts all the time. And they are sluts now and they get and the younger generation gets to be those kind of girls. But when we were growing up, it was like people I think repressed a lot of their stuff. But it's not like women don't have fantasies and they don't, you know, they're not thinking about sex the same way guys are, if not more so. I don't know. (laughs) Right? Yes. I know we talk about sex more, I think, with our girlfriends than guys do, don't you think? 
I agree. That's why this is this is a good girl talk content here right now that we're about ready to lay down. I think the guys are going to love this. So, you know, I want to discuss kind of like our top three. Let's start just you personally and me personally. What are your kind of go-to, the top three or even just the top two of what you lean on right now? Like what's rolling around in the in the sexy recesses of your brain? You mean like my little fantasies? It's, oh my God, I feel like it would be so lame to say I have like my little cup queen fantasies because that's what I always talk about. But yeah, I didn't know this. I didn't know this about you. You have No, you do know, don't you? Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. talked about it with Wyo more. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think you've gotten into the cup queen stuff with me. Although that's a hot one. Why? Okay. I like that too. But what's so hot about that? Let's break that down. No, to me, I mean, seeing a guy with another girl, to me, I think that that's just a turn on. I don't know my guy with another girl. I've always been super jealous, but I've realized you could turn that jealousy into a turn on. And I mean, listen, I've never done it for real yet with a guy, but I'm I'm definitely open to trying it. And that's what I would do. But the fantasy of it is definitely hot Just to be able to sit back and watch my guy with someone else. Because I'm a little bit, I'm very visual like a guy. I always have been. I like to... uh see sex while it's happening like I always like to fuck in front of a mirror and do things like I'm very visual or videotape stuff you know so for me sitting there watching a guy or a couple even I mean that's something that I think about a lot lately as well as the opposite having somebody watch me fuck their husband like you know the cock queen watch me fuck their husband I like that kind of three-way action experience I do too I like my three-way with the power dynamic mixed in what do you mean? Well, meaning that when I say the power dynamic, somebody's in control. So whether or not you're, when you come in and you're the, you know, when you're doing this for a cut queen and you're, if you're doing it, you're like the cut, what do they call you? The cupcake, but you're kind of taunting her a little bit. And I've done that, you know, before where I like taunting the primary partner and being, you know, the that's the female in the equation and being like, watch him fuck me. Just, this is what your man, your man's going to put that inside me telling her how good it feels while she can't have it, keeping her a little bit denied. I'd love to throw in a power dynamic in when it comes to a three-way. Well, you are a little dumb. And you did have an actual couple that you would do that in real life with, right? I mean, that's not even just a fantasy for you. No, I've done that. I have lived that out. And it's hot. It really is. I don't know what it is about. I just liked always looking at her knowing she's watching her fiance fuck me i mean you know it makes me feel powerful I, I it was hot i loved it yeah and it's super naughty i just think i like that whole dynamic what is one of your fantasies you're thinking about lately yeah so okay so it's along with the cucking but it's more just it's me cucking a guy right and uh because my my submissive my little submissive boy nico he's expressing a lot of fantasies to me right now one of them is watching me get fucked you know while he has to wear his cock cage and while I maybe I'll you know and so I bring in a guy with just a huge dick and he has to sit there while he's all caged up and he's got a big dick but it's gonna look when you put those cages on him they look small and pathetic and so I think it's just the fact that he is down with that and wants to do that I'm just like you bet I will freaking I'll lay it on thick, you know, I'll definitely humiliate him a little bit. But you haven't done it yet. Meaning, so your fantasy is to have him in the cage watching you with another guy. 
Yes, that's a shared fantasy of ours, but definitely. And even uh, another partner of mine who I'm going to see over Thanksgiving, and he, we were just talking the other day, he's like, we need to make this happen. He wants to watch another guy fuck me. And he wants then when he wants a guy to either come inside me or come on me and then be able to lick it off. You know, we send the guy away and he gets to lick it off, but he wants to watch a guy just fuck the shit out of me. Every, every aspect, every element, you know, the make out all the way to getting up close and personal when this guy's like railing me. So your fantasies are like going to be lived out like next month. I feel like sometimes I always worry sometimes with fantasies because it's just like, oh, you know, there's one thing, something being a fantasy, right? And it's like so hot, but there is that kind of post-nut clarity. So I think guys call it that, you know, after they come, you're like, what the fuck did I just do? You know, where you're like, oh, this fantasy, if I really lived it out in reality, like how would I feel afterwards if it was, you know, I used to always, I never did two guys at once, but it was always a hot fantasy of mine. Like I would mock up DP with guys, right, with a toy while they were having sex with me. But I always was like, oh, but if I did that in real life, how would I feel afterwards? I always felt like I wouldn't feel right. But I think because you're living out these fantasies, these are with guys that you actually know, that you're close with. It's a different story. I think when you live out, that's what's great about having a partner to do things with, because I feel like there's less of that, oh my God, what the fuck did I do? If you're just you and a stranger that you picked up on Craigslist like back in the day. If you're doing something like really naughty and kinky and like, cause I like that stuff, the naughtier the better. Like I'm into that kind of stuff, but I have to be with somebody that I really like and I care about and they're right there with me, you know? Whereas to do it with a total stranger, like, you know, two strange guys, like I could never, I don't know, I wouldn't feel right about it. For me. I know. So that's a strange thing. Okay. I'm sort of on the edge with that. I get the yes. You know, you want at least one person when there's three in your threesome to be kind of on your team. You want to be the odd man out. And then there's other times where I'm just like, you know what I just want to do? I just want to be completely dirty, raunchy and slutty and just just basically do like the guys are doing, but they're, they won't say it on some of these apps, not all of them, but some of them where it's just like, they just want to hook it. They just want a one and done. They don't even need to know your name. And part of me sometimes feels like that's a fantasy as well. Just doing them dirty, like a total one-off, giving them the wrong name, a burner number. (laughs) I love that. Go fuck his brains out. And then that's it. You burn his number and he can never contact you again. you disconnect from him on the app. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I just masturbated on your dick. I just used you. You were my dirty little fuck toy. Yeah. You're that's a little dom in you, but I love it. Listen, I don't know that I could roll like that, but I love when a woman can, because it's so anti women behavior, right? A lot of times women have to know a guy, we just are different than guys where guys can, you know, that fantasy that you just talked about, like, I just want to fucking use you and come all over you and use you as a sex. Like guys do that all the time. Like It's no big deal. It's just the way that it is. So I always appreciate a fucking girl that rolls like that. Like I would high five you. I don't know if I could get to that place. And really? not to say that. No, listen, not to say that every guy I fucked I loved. I could not like a guy and fucking use him for sex, right? But I have to know him on some level like a friend. I've had very long-term booty calls all my life. That's the way I am. But like I said, I always do admire a girl like you that could take that plunge and just goes out and use a guy and doesn't even care and actually could get off on that anonymity. Because a lot of my fantasies are do revolve around, oh, 
being in a hotel bar and just meeting a fucking guy and just like going up and fucking him and never talking to him again, you know, or I used to have one where like, oh, I'm in the hotel, like a motel. And then like the guy at the front comes to help me with something and I'm like, fuck him. And just like a real slutty, just a <laughs> fuck him, like you fucking horror kind of situation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, would I ever do that in real life? Oh my God. I can't tell you how many showers I'd have to take if I fucked the guy in the motel. Uh, you know, that can't. <laughs> I don't do it in real life, but it's like a hot, dirty fantasy to get off on. You know what I mean? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. For me, when I get into that mode, Kathy, it feels very predatory. You yeah, know? I like it. You're- it feels like I feel very powerful and I'm just, I love it because I feel like I'm flipping the script on a guy. It's almost like a Trojan, it's a Trojan horse in a way, right? They, they're just going to walk right through the door because you're presenting as a sex positive female and they're just going to be like, well, they'll show up for that. And then the second that you just have your way with them, fuck their brains out. And then you're like, you know, here's your hat. What's your hurry? Get the fuck out. You know, I'm done with you. <laughs> There's just something, I don't know. This It's too sick and twisted, but there's that little fantasy, you know, is, is fun. And I've lived it out very closely, but it's been a long, long time. But I, I do get off on that power trip a little bit, if you know, if I'm being honest. It's like, yeah, fuck you. Get out. You're okay. It was average. Let me finish the job now. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's what makes everyone's sort of fantasies their own because everyone is yeah. very different, right? Like I can admire yeah. you for having that fantasy, but I don't have that in me. That's not my thing, right? But it is yours. And it's interesting because you have, listen, you started your podcast, Curious Girl Diaries, sort of living out and checking things off your bucket list. So you're kind of like more ballsy than me in that you took a lot of your fantasies and lived them out in real life. You've done more than I have, really, <laughs> as far as crossing the line of fantasy to reality, right? Like I used to fantasize when I was fucking my booty call guy that his friend would come over and fuck me. But like, I never did that in person. And I don't know that I ever would, you know, but yet you have checked off, like you have lived out a lot of your fantasies, right? Yes. But do you have any, are you fantasizing about anything that kind of goes along with a craving? Right now I have one going on that's... Say it, say it, go there. Give me some stories. (laughs) Oh, craving the race play and the BBC right now. I do not know why. All of a sudden, something switched in my brain because there's been this guy that I met a while back Mm -hmm. and he showed up with his silky basketball shorts on Mm -hmm. with no underwear. And I could see his dick dick print, his (laughs) his limp dick print through his shorts and if that's what it looks like limp, I'm like, oh my God. And I can't help it. Lately, I've been feeling like a size queen. I just, I want to go seek out some BBC and just be part of it's the race thing. Like that it's naughty. I shouldn't do it. And there's those thoughts. And then I just want to see that really, really big, thick dick going in and out of me. 
that's what I want right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And listen, I think fantasies and what you're into, it's kind of like food. I don't know. Sometimes like I'm like, all I want is like this kind of food for like this kind of months, right? Like you just click into something and it takes up all your time and all your thoughts. I get it. There was once, it reminded me of a fantasy that I had because we were like, it was literally, this happened in real life, but I, the fantasy came after and it, ha- it goes with your whole size queen thing. <laughs> we were, it was a great adventure. I remember this clear as day. We were in the parking lot looking for a parking spot in real life. This is real life, right? Looking for a parking spot. And we drove past this guy. I mean, and he was old and busted, but he was wearing these shorts and he had the outline of the biggest dick I have ever seen in my fucking life. Okay. I never you, you had to stare, right? You had to stare. At no, I mean, we just passed him by, but I used him as jerk off material and my fantasy that I lived out that I would jerk off to that was super hot was that. So I go into great adventure after seeing that guy. And then I tell my friends, I forgot something in the car. And then I go out and I find that guy and then I fuck him, you know, because I just could not not have that big cock. Just strictly used him for that big dick. Like, fuck me. My friends don't know. Like, I got to have it. And I use that scenario a lot because I was clicked into that whole, oh, my God, I want to be filled up by the biggest dick ever. You know, I don't have that fantasy now anymore, but I used to. And like, that's where you're at, you know, in Europe, because you listen, I didn't go out and leave my friends and go fuck that guy in real life. But you're going to go get your BBC. I know you are. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'm gonna text this guy. I feel so bad because I have <laughs> sort of blown him off several times. Now, all of a sudden, something's clicked in my brain. I've been watching a bunch of BBC porn. It's been my kind of like, that's my go to, you know, the interracial and like I don't know like that's where I'm at right now and I I just really really want like this guy to just dick me down and I'm hoping he'll still talk to me because I've blown him off so many times he's not gonna care he's just gonna finally get what he fucking wants okay and then he's gonna be cool I don't think he's gonna care I mean you know I I don't think he's you know he's probably not gonna care either but I I feel bad right but now I'm like all of a sudden I'm like okay you you're my flavor du jour right now. You're what's rolling around in my cave woman brain and let's get it on, buddy. Cause I just want, I really, I want to be totally filled up and I want to look down and see that color contrast and just like all these things about it that just turn me on. He's going to do it. And he's tall and he's big and I, you know, just built, you know, athletic and well, I think if you go into that conversation with him, when you invite him over and just be super honest and be like, tell him exactly what you just told me. Like, I know I blew you off so many times and I feel like you're going to be so mad at me, but all I've been thinking about is your big fucking cock inside of me and been jerking off to it for so long. He's going to be speeding over to your house. I, know. <laughs> I mean, just tell him the truth. He's going to forgive all your flakiness. Okay. Yeah. Tell him the fucking truth. You just you can't even stop until you get that shit. He's gonna die. He's gonna be precom is gonna be there when he gets over to your house. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, what it is now. It only the only thing that would be better is if Nico were watching and then he had to clean up. He had to be on cleanup duty. That would be the ultimate fantasy right there. But first, I think I want to honestly. First, I just want to fuck this guy like all to myself. I literally, I just want to ride him. You could be on top with that big dick. Well, because you have more control. Yes. It's, I won't last very long. I'm not going to kid you. Like when I have a, when I have a really, really big dick inside me, 
And they hit that when they hit the A spot, not with not so much with the poking, but with just the, the sheer, filling up. Yeah, the filling up. Yes, it hits everything. Sure. Yeah. The sheer everything. pressure of being full all the way down to the end there. It's like, holy, because their dicks are so girthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I won't. That, if I, when I start feeling that, I'll, I'm, I'll be literally be a two pump chump at that point. Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I'll, it's okay. Cause I'll, 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 you know, I'll get it back and then I'm sure I'll have several, but. The first one, I won't even be able to hold it off. Like, who am I kidding? <laughs> and then listen, I mean, there's nothing more that a little, that a cuck loves than a guy who is bigger than him fucking his girl. So to make that second fantasy come true, which is your little cuck all cock caged up watching you with a guy that's gigantic. I mean, that's like his, his dream too. He's going to be right there with you. I know why. It's so interesting. Why is it that the cucks, they love... They love a huge, big black dick. I mean, why do they single out the black guys? They're like, I want to see you with a huge black dick. Well, it's, listen, I think the black thing isn't necessarily black. I mean, sometimes it is the color contrast, but a lot of times it's just that I just think it's a fact that black guys have bigger dicks than white guys. But I think a lot of it is the bigger dick than them. And they don't even have to be cucks and into humiliation to like that. Even my regular stag guys who want to see their girl with another guy, they prefer to be bigger. And really what they say, because I've asked them specifically, like, what is it about that? Do you like to be humiliated? Do you want to have a smaller dick? Like, why you want a guy bigger than you, right? Because you would think that's very counterintuitive of what you would think a guy would want, right? But they say it's because they want like a big part of what they're into seeing when their girl is fucking another guy is her pleasure. And she is just pleasured more, sorry to say, when she's so filled up. Because like you said, from a female standpoint, when you have that huge thing inside of you, things are being touched upon that aren't touched upon by regular dicks. And so your orgasm is more and there is more pleasure. And so that's what they get off on seeing. It's not like, oh, they want to feel inferior. Like your little cuck wants to feel that. And there are a lot of guys that are into that. But even the guys that don't want it, want to see that bigger dick. I think whether it's black or white, because they want to see their girl being pleasured. And unfortunately, if a girl is very relaxed and turned on, if she takes a way bigger dick, she's going to be more pleasured by it. I mean, unless she has a very small vagina, which some women do, and they just can't handle it. But most of the time, unfortunately, does feel, you know, it kind of takes you over the edge, a bigger one compared to a smaller one. It does. And when I watch the porn, I specifically watch the, the models and their reaction. And you can tell, like, I can tell by the look on their face that they're overwhelmed by how big this dick is. And I can see exactly what they're feeling. And I'm like, oh, girl, I know that feels so good. Like, you just, you can see it. It's just like, there is something about it when you're stuffed full and like every corner and crevice is full of dick. It just feels amazing. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, totally. But I, I feel like it. once you get that fill, I don't know, like eventually I stopped jerking off to the guy in Great Adventure with the big dick, you know, that fantasy eventually went and then like other fantasies come to play. And I think that that's like how it is probably for everybody, right? You get something in your mind and it's like a hot fantasy. When I was younger, I used to have this thing where like I would like go on vacation with my best friend and I'd like fuck her father. <laughs> I mean, no. I wasn't 14. I wasn't like, no, but I wasn't, like, no, but I wasn't 14 or anything. Like it wasn't any, it was more like the cheating. It was more like the being 
super naughty doing something that no one knew while I was on vacation. You know, it was like that whole kind of cheating with someone fantasy, you know, but like I said, nothing I would ever do in real life because I would feel horrible about it, but it was just like a thing that I used to think of, but it wasn't like an illegal thing. Right. But that was like the thing that got me offered a long time. And then it changes, right? Don't your fantasies change a lot? Yeah. So you want to hear this? You just reminded me of, do you know, my worst, naughtiest, older man, this wasn't a fan. Well, it was, he was a fantasy, but then it was a reality. Oh, was, I love that. You take yours to reality. Tell me the whole story. <laughs> get this. I got busted. What did I get? No, it was, this was, was I 18? Finally, I was 18. It was, there was a, there, this is so gross. I was 17 and then into my 18. But I had an affair with my dad's business partner. In real life? In real life. But wait, was it a fantasy before? Were you thinking about this fucking guy? Or we're just talking reality here? I was his babysitter. What do you mean you were his babysitter? How were you your father? Oh, you babysitter of his kids. His kids. I would be, yeah. I mean, because I've known him since, you know, he, he's, this is my dad's business partner. Like, know me, he's known me since I was five. And then at some point, we got attracted to each other. And I was like, I would babysit his kids. And from time to time, you know, when I was in high school, and then he would come into this restaurant where I worked that was very popular. And it just, the, all of a sudden, the, you know, I was like, God, you know, I thought he was fucking hot and sexy. And How I was, did you guys cross the line? Well, he did. I mean, him, obviously. I didn't, at the time, I was You 17. had to have given him the red light, I mean, the green light. I mean, how does a oh, guy- Of course. Okay. Of course. So tell me how it happened. I mean, I don't even really remember all the details, but he would just, it started with where I worked and he would come in and he would, you know, flirt with me or give me a compliment, you know, and I just fucking loved it. And, you know, it just- all of a sudden, I this really, I knew it was naughty. I knew it was wrong. He would write, listen to this. He would write me notes and get me out of Catholic school and come pick me up and take me shopping in his 450 SL convertible. <laughs> it was just, and then, you know, and I'd jump in there and be like, oh, do you have a kiss for daddy? You know? <laughs> you would I say that? Off. Or that's what you were thinking? He would say, no, he would say that literally. It was twisted. He was the first guy that, you know, ever tied me, tied me to a bed, you know, just, oh, oh wait, you gotta slow this down. Okay. Because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting the story like in the right way. I, I mean, because this is a fantasy, right? Like my fantasy that I just told you, but this is reality. People love this. Is real. this, isn't a, this really happened. Yeah. yeah like I, the young girl that fucks yeah. your father's friend. It's a Vladimir you know, Nabokov, you know, it's, I know, um, can you tell the story better? Story. Or you just like blew through it. Like, <laughs> tell it better. You fucking well, tell it better. <laughs> okay. So you're working at this place. He's hitting on you now before though. Okay. Let me, I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> this is what I do on my show. This is your guy that you know for a long time, right? You said you know him since you're younger. You're going over his house. You're babysitting his kids. Now, do you ever remember looking at him and thinking, oh, he's hot or anything like yes. that? Yes. yes. I started to feel an attraction to him or just thought he was sexy when I was Now, was he married? Did you know his wife too? He was, yeah. So when I babysat when I was like 15, 16, he was married and they got divorced. Okay, but you knew the wife, you knew him growing up. You would go over, you'd always thought he was We're family friends. Yeah, yeah, okay. These are friends and business colleagues of my parents. 
Yeah. So he, now, did you ever get the sense that he was like kind of flirting with you at all? Because I feel like sometimes we, as women, we get vibes, you know, we can feel chemistry sometimes with someone that maybe is unspoken. Was there anything like that before he started coming into that restaurant? No, I never that I picked up on. I, I just always, I mean, I felt I had a crush when I would babysit or when we'd have family gatherings and he was there. I felt like I had a crush, but I didn't feel like it was reciprocated. I just thought it was one-sided. So that was fine. I would like masturbate to all these little fantasies, you know, about him. <laughs> so you would. So you were fantasizing before it became reality. Now, when he started to flirt, were you nervous? Because like we've said a million times in this episode already, like, I mean, there's one thing about having the fantasy about fucking your father's guy, you know, your father's friend. But it's another thing if it's actually going to happen. Like all of a sudden, I'd be really like nervous. I don't know, like how, when he started to kind of, give you the hint that this is something that actually could happen? Like, how did you feel about it? You remember what we felt like when you were 17? I was fucking thrilled. I mean, here was this hot, sexy, mature man, you know, wealthy man who wanted to, was paying attention to me. And it just, I felt, you know, this wasn't a boy, you know, like high school boy. This was a man. I was just like, oh, that's, Yeah. So you were excited. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was very excited. Okay. And then how did that first time come to be? Oh, you got to the point where you're like, yeah, we're like tying each other up and shit. Like, but what was like that? What, where did, where did that first time happen? And that, how did it happen? Do you remember? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the hot seat. You <laughs> are. I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. It was after work, after the restaurant closed and I somehow ended up over at his house. I don't remember, you know, I mean, this was a while ago, right? So somehow, you know, we ended up at his house and he played the piano and I always liked that. So he was playing the piano and I think I was sitting next to him and somehow we just, you know, I think he started kissing me and then we just ended up on the living room floor and started going for it. Did you fuck him the first time? Yeah. Wow, crazy. How long did you see him for after that? I mean, you said he eventually tied you up and shit. Like how many times oh, did you about, wind up yeah, fucking I mean, Yeah, so we, we were ongoing for about six months until somebody told my... Wait, wait what? Yes, till my parents got wind of it. And what? then it was like, oh. How did they get wind of it? Because somebody... So the owner of the restaurant was good friends with my parents. They were all kind of like that was their social circle. And my dad's ex-business partner, they, you know, he was in that circle too. I mean, like I said, this, these are, everybody knows everybody. So yeah, but some he point, told someone. Yes. He ended up basically ratting out my dad's ex-business partner and to my dad and my mom. Boy, woo! <laughs> Talk so, wait a about- so that means that this guy fucked you and then went and told somebody that he had no. fucked you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 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 well. I don't actually. That's the thing. I don't actually know that part of it. It could be that. No, I think this person. I think we were spotted. We were seen, like him, just the way we were interacting in the, in the restaurant. And then at the end of the night, if I would, well, I would leave with him and leave my car in the parking lot. You know, so, people so would, you think people put it together and told? I mean, so they didn't have hard proof. Like they didn't know for a fact that you fucked him, right? They didn't come to you and say, "Oh my god, you're sleeping," but they just assumed something was going down. 
I'm the recipient of this information via my parents when they find out. So I still don't know to this day, like how, whether or not it was him, whether he opened his yap and said something to, you know, some of the other gentlemen. He might've been, bra- he might've bragged about it. So did, were your parents horrified? What did they say to you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my gosh is oh right. my God. Yeah. I mean, Forget about my dad. Like my mother literally threatened him within an inch of his life. And she, you don't fuck with her. She just, <laughs> oh my God. She literally did. Yeah. Cause you're like our 17 year old daughter. I mean, you're still young. I mean, you're 17. Yes. Right? Oh, oh no. God. I mean, she just was like, I mean, she threatened him. She threatened him. <laughs> so you never saw him again, but you did get never. to fuck him all that time. I mean, that must've been super hot. I mean, the whole time was he great? Like, was it a great experience? <laughs> It honestly was. <laughs> it really was. He was obviously because older men are great for helping younger women figure out their bodies. And also, I feel like making them feel comfortable. I don't know why, because you just, you know, it's like somebody mentoring you through this process. Yeah, for and sure. Versus a younger guy where you guys are both fumbling around, you know, neither one of you really know heads or tails. Totally. I. That's what I think me sleeping with my best friend's father fantasy was all about, you know, being with that much older guy. When I was younger, I wasn't with a lot of older guys. To me, older and most of my boyfriends were about five years older, but that's not really way older, you know. So I think that that fantasy was a big part of it was that big age gap and having someone so much older that, like you said, is so experience. It is a very different kind of vibe. I mean, you got to experience that when you were younger. I never did, right? I didn't. I always hooked up, like I said, most like the oldest was like five years for me. But so that was like your one guy that was there was that big age gap. You lived my fantasy out in reality. Yeah. Yeah. It really was like you see in the fantasy. Like, I mean, he would, like I said, when he would pick me up, I'd be in my Catholic school girl uniform and he, we would go to these really expensive shops and, you know, he'd be buying me clothes. And I remember this one, I remember this specifically, this one gal that was helping us, she would come into the restaurant and she cornered me in the dressing room. She's like, and just how old are you? You know, I mean, I'm taking on a Catholic school girl uniform, trying on all these designer, like super expensive clothes. And (laughs) oh my God, she's ready to call the cops. She's ready to call the cops, but it's so funny. Yeah, I just, that was a very fun, for me, it was a very fun experience. I mean, I I often think about just like, you know, looking him up and saying hello and just having a giggle about it now, you know, but I don't know. I've no, I've lost track of him. I have no idea. You know, my family severed ties with him after that happened. They were just like, fuck you. Even though I know how awful that was and like such an awful thing to put my parents through, like. I still, when I think about that, I still get this little devious spark and smirk on my face. I've never regretted it. I probably should. No, I don't think so. Listen, I think everybody probably doesn't count. You know, you didn't regret it. So that's okay. I think in what I always say, I feel like we all make our own rules and our own morals. Like we have our own set of things that we follow. And what's most important is to not do things that you feel regretful for. And that is different for everybody, right? Like I said, I have these fantasies, but and most of them, I wouldn't feel right about it. Oh, I remember I have a really good hot fantasy that I have that I could never do in real life because I wouldn't feel right about it. But plenty of people do it and they feel totally 
fine with it. And that's cool. Like I said, I just think that the most important what thing is, is it? that, oh, it's like being paid to have sex, like that whole, you know, just like having someone leave like, like an escort being an escort, fucking, being a hooker, like whatever. No, it is. Yes, I, well, I think a lot of girls too. have that I, mean, I, I could do it. I could do it. Like you could once, do it in just, reality, yeah. <laughs> I could. I Just once. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think I could do it just once just to have the, maybe the guy gives me a dollar or something. I, a dollar? No, no, no. I want like $2,000. Okay, a you want the full? Oh, no, I want high-end escort. I'm obsessed with, I don't know. I'm like obsessed with these stories of these old courtesans. Like, is that what they call them? Like, you know, these old women that took like really wealthy men to the fucking cleaners through like being, you know, just knowing the power of sex and just using these really powerful men. I think that's where like, you know, that domination fantasy of mine comes into play because I think that that's a power move, you know? So for me, it would be like, yeah, just taking a lot of cash, not a fucking dollar. No. I mean, I would have fucked that guy in the a great adventure for a dollar with a big dick, but no, if I'm going to have in my, in my escort fantasy, it's a high end experience where I'm just fucking someone for the cash. But I do think a lot of girls have that fantasy. It's like the rape fantasy. A lot of girls like, want to. oh my God, just rape me. You know, it's a fantasy, but in reality, you would never do it. But I do like, for me, I don't know that would I go to a hotel, set it up with a total stranger and then fuck him and then take his money and feel okay. And it's not about because I think it's right or wrong. I don't get off on like just total stranger sex, but other people do. And I think that that's okay. I think it's like everyone's built very differently. I want to jump back to your, your overall kind of cucky. That thing. I will do. And that's, I would like to live out in real life, but go on. Yeah. Is there anybody that you wouldn't li- want to live like? So I love that fantasy too. I'm about that as well. I can totally get into that. Being actually, you know, being the cut king or cut queen, sorry, cut queen. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't know, but there's certain guys I would see myself doing that with and others I'd be like, fuck, no, I would not share that guy for a million bucks. So what no, is there? A, I don't, do you I have mean, a nation no. for that or is no. it, it everybody's equal opportunity with you? you, you no, just, I mean, I used to listen. Like I said, I am not in love with the guy right now. So it's very hard for me to say, oh, with that guy, would he be off limits? You know, I don't think so. I would hope to get to the place where I can fall in love with the guy and feel the same way that I did with any of my booty calls where I would like, I my one booty call, Tommy, who was the host of my show in the beginning. And I'd like fucked him for seven years. He was my go-to booty call. I let him. I let wait, him, I what? didn't know this. The, wait, 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 wait. The Podcast. guy that you yeah, know, everyone knows. Yeah. You guys would fuck? Yeah, all the time. He <gasps> was like my main booty call for seven years. But people knew that because we used to tell our story because this was like a guy oh, that never I didn't fucked. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone knows he was a, one of my long-term booty calls. I have a lot of successful long-term booty calls. He was one of them. I fucked him for a really long time. And I used to pitch him. I used to pawn him off to my friends. I pawned off a lot of guys that I fucked to my friends, let my friends fuck them. So... Yeah, I'm not, I don't really, like, if I'm into someone sexually, I could care less if they fuck anybody else. Like, I've, I've pitched them to a friend, so no, I never have anyone off limit. But in reality, if I fell in love with a guy tomorrow, right off the bat, would I be able to pitch him to one of my friends? Probably not. But if I had, uh, you know, my cut queen fancy is not with a friend, I wouldn't pass on like I do with my booty calls, but my ultimate fantasy and reality would be that I'm with a guy, I'm totally in love with him, but just for sex and for fun. I would allow him to fuck another girl in front of me, you know, someone that we would pick up together or, or, you know, find whatever. I don't see anyone being off limit in my real life with my booty calls, guys that I liked just to fuck that were great. But I would share them with my friends. I wouldn't care because they were, you know, I don't care. I didn't like them. 
do you like I said, I wouldn't pitch I wouldn't pawn off a, a boyfriend who I really care about to a friend, but I would do that maybe with a stranger. That's my ultimate fantasy that I want to live in reality. I haven't done it, but I would definitely do it. Um and I think that I would be totally fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Who's off danger? Who's off limits for you? Just one guy. And why? Because you like him or because he's so great that you wouldn't want to share him? I mean, what's the reasoning? All of it. All of it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm like very possessive over him and I'm not over anybody else. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you like him? Like him? Like him? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... Absolutely. I fucking love this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's a whole different story. So you might not with him, you wouldn't want to be non-monogamous. You would want to be monogamous with him. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's weird. I don't know how, how, I don't really know how we would work that out because we, maybe we just have to play separately. You know, I wouldn't be able to see it. No, but I mean, listen, I think this goes in line with what we're talking about with fantasies. I mean, sometimes just because you have fantasy doesn't mean that they always work in reality. And I feel like Know thyself is my favorite saying. I love people who honor how they feel. I think that that's super important. I think when I was younger, I used to try to do things that I wasn't able to do to try to make someone else happy or try to make something work and it would be just awful for myself. But I think if you know something to be true for yourself, like you said, if for some reason with this guy, I'm fucking possessive. You know what? You have to honor that and don't ever fucking try anything with that guy then. You know what I mean? Because that's just how you feel. It doesn't matter why or how or how who it makes sense to it's just the way you are and i think that that's totally fine i have a lot of girls on my show who uh do the hot wife thing for their guys but they're like i don't want my guy to be with another girl and they always say but i feel so bad about it it's like you don't have to feel bad your guy doesn't fucking care that's the way you feel i high five you that you're taking care of your own self and saying like you know what you like this and i'll do it for you but i don't want that like i that wouldn't make me feel right i would be too jealous and that's fine. And people on YouTube go off on those girls, but I'm like, whatever, like that. So they should do it just for the guy. If he doesn't care and he's okay with it, why should she do something that she doesn't feel right about? And I think that that's really super helpful. And that's why fantasies are sometimes good just to be fantasies because maybe in reality, you don't feel like you could do that. And that's okay. I think fantasies are great. I think a couple could talk about fantasies. Cause I was always into role playing with guys. I have a very vivid imagination. And if I felt comfortable role playing with a guy and I had a couple of booty call guys that they would role play with me really well. And some that were terrible at, I wouldn't even bother. <laughs> yeah. but you could really, I mean, if you're really imaginative and cre- like you could really create the real thing in your fucking mind and have so much fun and do crazy, naughty, dirty things with each other in your fucking fantasy mind role playing and never do anything else. And that could just add so much to your sex life, right? Because you could go there with your mind and your fantasies and open about, up about that stuff with your guy and role play. Why not? Casey was just on my show and she told me something that her and her guy do, but they take it a step further. They make their fantasy a reality. But I'm like, and what they do is they go to bars and Casey goes and sits at the bar and she flirts with other guys while her guy watches. And their goal is for her to pick up the guy, go home, fuck him while he watches. But I'm like, why can't a regular couple, right, who wants to live out that fantasy, but never maybe have it happen in real life because they want to remain monogamous, with mo- which I think most people are that way, right? 
you go to a bar with your partner, live out that fantasy, but just don't cross that line. Let your girl or your guy go to the bar and you watch them hitting on people. And then, you know, stop it right there when it gets to the point where there's numbers exchange or anything, and then go home and pretend that she actually took the guy home and fucked him and then live the rest out in fantasy. Like that could be super fun and super hot. And you don't even have to really, like I said, pick up the person or go to that other level where you're actually bringing a third person in, but you could mock it all up until even that you go to the bar and do it. Why not? That's fucking fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. Or even just go, I find, I find what's really good for couples is to two things, just, you know, kind of a basic rudimentary thing, walking, watching porn together. Cause then you can watch things together and see what's turning the other person on and then fantasize about it. And again, like you don't have to do any of this stuff. But the other thing that I find is really good for couples that I did in the beginning that really just opened so many doors and sparked so many creative ideas and additional fantasies was go take your partner and go to a sex club. You don't have to do anything. You can just be there to observe, but just be willing to go together and check out the scene. And you're going to be surprised at what you find and what turns you on. And definitely something that you didn't think would turn you on probably will, but you just get to experience it together. And, you know, worst case thing is, you know, you don't, even if you don't feel like letting other people watch you or, or being affectionate in the club, you go home, you're going to be so horny for each other. You're going to go home. You're going to talk about it. You're going to be fantasizing. There's going to be a lot of sexy talk while you're in the act. And then from there, you know, at some point you maybe don't feel comfortable enough to hatch a little fantasy together and, and do it. But the sex clubs I think are great because they're non-threatening. And when you go with your partner, people are very respectful and nobody's going to touch you, but you can just watch everything going on. And it's super erotic. Yeah. Listen, and I can't tell you how many times that I have heard stories that start out with either what I said, whereas people are just talking about it or what you said, people are just watching porn together or what you just said before, where they just went to a club just to observe. And these stories ended with these people actually living out their fantasies in real life, like now being hot wifing and, you know, cock queening and having threesomes and all that stuff. It doesn't mean that it'll only stay a fantasy. A lot of stories of I've heard where it started out with fantasy talk or watching porn or just going to the club to just observe and not do anything. And they wind up it winds up leading to so much more. And that's why I think fantasies spoken out loud with each other and shared is the best way to get the ball rolling. It's like a domino effect. You might hit that domino and nothing else comes of it, but you're still going to have more fun, right? Because you're living out your fantasies. Or maybe it's going to lead to going to the swingers club. And maybe when you're there, you're so horny, you fucking in front of other people. And then you realize you're exhibitionist. And then before you know it, the next time you go, you do something else. I mean, that happens all the time. So you never know where it leads. No, I know. That's what I mean. If you just show up and you're, if you're just open, that a lot will happen. That's, that's kind of been my, that's really been my motto throughout this whole, this whole process, you know, just, just be open-minded. I mean, you know, don't, open with your no, partner though, too. I yeah, think. Oh, yes, absolutely. But it's, you know what, it's fun. That's some of the funnest stuff I found. Like some of my best memories are just when a partner and I go and we're, it's like you're a little kid, you know, you're just, you're going to experience something new. You're going to do it together. It's going to be bonding no matter what. And it starts to just open doors and help you both. You're getting sexually charged up and then you're getting ideas and you're creative and you both feel very comfortable in that moment to start expressing it. And it just leads to 
you know, some very hot things. I, I've never had a bad experience come out of, you know, going to a club with a sex partner and, Fantas- and just right. living out your fantasies. Even when, we, even when we agreed, we're just here to observe. We we already agreed on, you know, hard limits and it just being very conservative. Like it's a fact finding mission. Let's just go and see what, what's interesting. Right. Yeah, no, I think it can never hurt. And what I really recommend to people, because I think it's way harder to start fantasizing and putting your fantasies out with a partner that you've been with for a very long time and you never have told them your little deepest, darkest secrets, right? But there are a lot of books, apps, there's so many ways to bring that into a relationship that you've been in for a long time, right? Because how do you all of a sudden tell your partner like, oh my God, I've been secretly fantasizing about hooking up with women all this time. I never told you, you know, I think it's very scary. So I think it's always best to, you know, start this kind of talk in the beginnings, you know, when your thing is sex is super hot and charged, like be honest about what you're into to talk about your fantasies, put it out there. So you can really see if you guys are on the right page, you know, and I think that a lot of times, a lot of couples that I hear that are very successful of getting into alternative kind of lifestyles, it's because they were very open with their partner right from the get go about what they were into, whatever it was. I think it's like, be super open about that kind of stuff. Because I think it's harder when you've been with someone for a long time to all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, this is what I'm into, you know, and it doesn't make sense. You think, oh, it'd be easier to be honest with that person, but not if you've been not really being open about your naughty fantasies with them since the get go. But if you're open right from the get go, I think it makes it a lot easier. And that's not to say you have to be open and say, Hey, I want to be non-monogamous and fuck other people this whole time. You know, just start out being talking about your fantasies or what you're into and, you know, watching porn together and being super open. Like you said, I think you also said something interesting. You said you don't want him to know that you've been having all these naughty fantasies this whole time or hiding all these naughty fantasies. A lot of times, I mean, for me, a lot of this stuff, I'm sure for you as well, my fantasies sort of come and go and they've evolved over time. Yeah, so true. when I was first with somebody, if I'd been you know, with somebody married for, let's say, 10 years, I mean, 10 years ago, 99% of the stuff was not on my radar. So you know, you, I, I feel like, I feel like our sexuality is, is just like us as human beings. I mean, we, it grows and evolves yeah, that's and true. We're, not, we're not the same person we were 10 years ago, just out there in the world, public facing. And we're not the same, you know, as we sexual, our sexuality has changed as well. And so different things will pop in there based on, you know, whatever experience or small little subtle thing can spark it. Yeah, that's true. So it's not kind of like, oh, you've been, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean you got to tell them what you were thinking about 10 years ago. Like, what are you into right now? And it could be like, this just came up for me. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that's why I wanted to do the actual episode. That's what we're going to do next, Girl Talk. You're going to come on. We're going to do the perimenopause, menopause thing. Because I think that when a lot of women in their 40s really start to get like hornier than they've ever been, and they do start putting out a lot of their secret things because they're just like so interested in sex like they haven't been in so long. It's like- I can attest to that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because, and I think that, you know, why not then just bring that shit up? Like you said, it's not like, oh, this is what I've been hiding from you all this time. It's like, this is what's coming up for me right now. And I want to fucking tell you about it because I can't help that I'm the hornier than ever, right? So yeah, you're right. It's not like it's something you've been hiding forever because things do just come into play and things change over time. I don't think I have like had my escort fantasy recently or some of these fantasies were from a long time ago. You know, it's like uh, whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. Well, I have one. So I've got one more that 
pops in there. And it does have to do with, it's mostly geared towards my sub, Nico. And he is, you know, it's so fun because the more we talk about things, like the more he's revealing fantasy-wise, and he, I was just, I mean, I'm shocked. Like, it's funny. These guys will come on and say, yeah, I mean, I just like this cock cage thing. Like, that's my, that's my thing. And then over time, they just reveal more and more and more, which is fantastic. That's what you want to pull out of a submissive. It's like, let's see how far, like, how wild are your fantasies? Let's really dig around in there. But I mean, he's, you know, he wants me to, he wants a sex room and he wants to be a full on like service slave type sub. Yeah. He's and, hardcore. You know, and also just in a little bit, a little bit of, you know, he's showing interest in, you know, like the sissification, you know, putting him in girls clothes and things like that. And I'm like, you know, it's just kind of expanding for him. And I never thought that that would be interesting to me either. But all of a sudden I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm all about that. The thought of some guy just, you know, like literally servicing my pussy on demand. While he's wearing then, panties. While he's wearing panties. And then when he's done, fucking do my dishes, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> oh my God, clean your house. They like to clean houses they too, like, just so you know. <laughs> I know. Like, oh God, you really are a fucking dumb. <laughs> but does this, does this just, you almost feel like, come on, is, is this no. just too good to be true? You want to just worship my pussy. Yeah, yeah. And give me all these orgasms. And then, you know, you, and you also want me to put you to work around the house. Oh my God, you know, you're hilarious. T- yeah, I have a large audience of guys that would be obsessed with you. Maybe you should start an OnlyFans page just for this part of yourself. <laughs> just this little part of yes, my life. You can, uh, let me just tell you, there are so many guys, I have to tell you, because I do believe that most girls roll the opposite way. They want to be submissive and stuff. So it's hard to find a girl that really loves that dom role and is into the sissification and all that stuff that you realize that you really are into it. I mean, you wouldn't be doing it for any other reason than no, you kind of I, get of off on I, it. And I got to tell I you, there's a lot of guys looking for that. There's a lot of guys that are into that. And it's, I think it's hard to find those girls. Some of them, they work in dungeons and they can get the real doms. But I mean, you know, there is a niche market for somebody like you. I know. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. I mean, guys, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be a fantasy, Layla. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have to remain a fantasy. I mean, all these things sound like a reality. That's going to be a reality. No, they're, they're, so these are things that I hope to make reality. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely with just having a partner, you know, watch me with another guy just sticking me down. And then the BBC thing, like, I'm not kidding you. As soon as I think, as soon as we're done recording this call, I'm going to text that guy and yeah, try to like read, you don't have to try Listen, you don't have to try Layla do what I told you to do be honest tell him exactly what you said to me hey listen I know I've been blowing you off and you probably hate my fucking guts but I can't get your mind you out of my mind like this is what I've been fantasizing about doing you and I can't stop until it fucking happens like he's gonna be literally in his car before your message ends okay just tell him the fucking truth okay I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I will. I have no problem saying. I. Yeah, I, I don't mind. That's the way to. That's the way to get them over asap. And then when we do, I know. when we do our next girl talk episode, when we, we can, you do that recap. Yes, you're gonna. I feel like these are all like this wasn't really a fantasy episode. It's more like what Layla's gonna do. But they got a lot of fantasy talk. I think it's great actually and super interesting because I think fantasies are everyone has them. I know. I. I think so. Yeah, I think, and I think women, you know, I think sometimes women need, I need a little help tapping into them, I think, or, you know, they don't. Being honest about them. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like I said, watching, I think that's why watching the porn or going to a sex club is an innocent, is innocent in a way enough to sort of steer your partner 
into the zone of what's on your mind, you know, like start what the you conversation. find. Yeah. And start the conversation. Right. And that's, this is a very organic way to do it. And you'll have every reason to just. And for the more vanilla couples, there are like, I had a guy on my show once and he had a really stupid name to his book. His name was Emerson Parker. He wrote a book. I forget. It was like the seasons of something. I don't know. It was like a dumb name and a bad cover and I trashed him for it, but he had such a great idea and it was this book and he filled like a different, filled it up with questions. Every day was a question about fantasies and sex talk and stuff to, uh, talk, ask your partner, uh, to get them to start really opening up about stuff. And his, the way he posed the questions and the, in the format and the chronological order was very intentional. And it was a great book. I was like, this is the best book, the contents in it, you know, to get people talking yet. The name of it was really dumb. It was such a great idea. There's even stuff like that. If you're not, if you're afraid to tell your partner, like I want to watch porn with you or go to a sex club, there's nothing around by you. There are apps that give you questions to ask each other, you know, or books yeah. out there with and questions. Games, there's like card games too. I think yes, that you can play stuff like games, that. Yeah. yeah, I think for the really vanilla people, that's like a really fun thing. Get a bottle of wine, uh, you know, start drinking and play that kind of game with someone. And that also could really open up the conversation. It's all about talking and communicating and being honest without feeling, you know, ashamed of what you're into and stuff with your partner. I think that that's super important. Yes, totally agree. Kathy, this has been fantastic. I feel like we could go on and on about this. I know. It's, women, you know, women, I think we're underrepresented in the fantasy category, but I know we have a lot and we just need to get them out there and be a little more aggressive with them. And thank you so much for coming on today. Guys, if you have not heard Kathy's show, it is honestly... I'm biased towards my show, but I'm just telling you, her show is fucking phenomenal. It's one of the best sex podcasts out there. It's strictly anonymous. If you haven't listened and you don't listen, I don't know, you've been living under a rock, go check it out. These are real people with real stories. And as you can tell from this episode, Kathy's very good about getting in there, oh my God, you're getting sure. the details. Yeah. She pulls the best stories out of everybody. So <laughs> you definitely got to go check her out. Kathy, tell everyone where they can find you in case they don't know. Yeah, you could find my podcast on any podcast app, Strictly Anonymous podcast. I will give you the link, Layla, to my show on, on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere, anywhere you can find. I do have a YouTube channel, but I feel like it's best to listen to my show on a podcast app because sometimes I have to edit my episodes on YouTube. So go find my show on any podcast app. I have like 715 episodes now. So there's all different kinds of stories on all different kinds of things. So I'll send you the link and you could post it for me. Yes. Okay. So after you guys are done checking out Kathy's stuff and downloading, like, of course, subscribing to her show, downloading all of her episodes and going through them, you want to go to my website and leave me a voicemail. I would love some feedback on this episode or anything that you want to talk about. Super easy to do, guys. Go to the com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally. I just went through a Months worth of voicemails, go back to everybody having very fun conversations. So love, love, love your feedback. No need to be shy. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.